0: If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. I'm here today with a special guest, Roger Coyle. Roger, thanks for being here. Thank you. Roger is a business owner, and he's going to tell us about his experience, about his first business And kind of just explain to us how it works because so many people are interested in starting something, thinking about it. And uh, this will give you some insights. So, Roger, take it away. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks. I appreciate the opportunity to come. Um, I'm a passionate person about uh, entrepreneurship. I grew up on a farm in Idaho. Um, And so, uh, my my whole kind of uh, story of getting started in business was. Back in the early 2000s, and i had I had had some uh, the independent kind of contract work and um, had developed some secondary income and that allowed me to have some flexibility. so a buddy of mine said, "Why don't you come and work with me in the mortgage industry?" and
0: oh, you started the time of there. day okay
1: and so I, I, I kind of went into the mortgage industry just to burn some some time and then uh, over a course of uh, events, that secondary income went away and I found myself stuck in an industry that I really didn't want to be in, which was the mortgage industry. And so for two years, I pretty much just, I'd show up at the crack of noon and then go home <laughs> at three o'clock. And I, the whole time I kept thinking, what do I want to do when I grow up, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I need to figure out what I need to do. And so had four children. Lived in a little thousand square foot home. Oh, really? Yeah. And so,
0: working uh, three hours a day.
1: Huh? <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah. said
0: working three hours a yeah. day. Yeah. Okay.
1: No, I just wasn't engaged, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I just wasn't committed to it. And, and, and I kept trying to figure out what I needed to do to go make a living. And so, um, I was just going through the emotions. And uh, I'd usually originate one. And on a good month, I'd originate two loans, really? And so I'm making you know fifteen hundred dollars a month kind of a thing mm-hmm. and it's just not working out and little by little, our life started to deteriorate. Our little thousand square foot house started getting run down. we went for a whole winter without a a furnace, you know, for the kids, and, and so we had blankets voicing? around and uh, yeah, and so oh my gosh. so we just um we just I just was in this funk kind of a thing, and uh, and then. Everything changed in a one-week period, okay. kind of an interesting story. Um, so I, I was at the mortgage uh, company, and um, later that day, on my way home, we lost our transmission to our last car. And so we, <laughs> I considered that Not rock a good bottom. day. Mm-hmm. And I hit rock bottom. I had, I had, we had no resources, you know, our little house was falling apart, and, oh boy, poor and here a, our, here our cars gone, so I, I, I had to call my mom and dad for help, and that just broke my heart, it just crushed me, and then, the next thing that happened in that week is, um, a couple of days later, I had to talk to my wife, and, you know, she wanted to kind of be a home mom, and
0: mm. raise
1: the children, and I had to ask her to go to work, and that just was hard on me. I bet. And so... And then, the, then I'm in my office um, one day, a couple of days later, I'm in the office, my head in my hands, and I'm trying to figure out what, what can I do to make a living. And this is on a Monday, and in walked Susie Boyle. She's the number one mortgage loan originator in Idaho. Susie Boyle. Was, okay. She was a co-owner, um, and she walked in with a stack of loans that she was packing and she sits this big old stack of loans down on the desk. And my response to that was, why does Susie Boyle have to take her loans home to do the processing of them when she has four dedicated processors? So I went and talked to the head processor and I asked her that question. Why does she have to do that? Because that's what I thought I used to have to do. Because I would babysit these loans all the way I understand. to the closing, right? Mm-hmm. And so she said, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And she said, are you are talking about those loans on her desk? And I said, yeah. And she said, Roger, those are new loan applications she took over the weekend. Incredible. So Susie had more income on her desk than I had made in two years.
0: Wow. That's...
1: And that was like this enlightening moment for me. Mm-hmm. And I went back and and I sat there at the desk and I, I remembered watching a movie with Anthony Hopkins about a... He's a billionaire, and he'd crash in the, in the mountains, and this bear was chasing him. And, and uh, he was whittling a stick to kill the bear. And Stephen Baldwin in the show said, you can't kill that bear. And he said, well, that's how the Indians used to do it. And if one man can, another man can. Okay. And so that yeah, was like moment. this impression that it, it, it hit me with all of a sudden. And I thought, if Susie can do it, then somebody else can. Right. And so uh, the next day as I was walking out, A guy handed me a book and he said, will you read this book? I said, yeah. As I was walking out, his name was Mike and, and he held on to the book and he said, will you read this book? And I jerked it out of his hand and said, I'll read the book. And then that, I got in the car and it was raining and I'm driving home and a new song came on the radio from Leanne Womack called I Hope You Dance. Okay. And I don't typically hear the words because I grew up on a farm.
0: Okay. <laughs> and
1: uh, and uh, I heard every word of that song, and man, it was raining outside. It was raining inside. Oh,
0: that's. And it just pretty... it just
1: opened up my my soul, right? The the words of that song, and I went home and I read that book,
0: which yeah. was called
1: Who Moved My Cheese.
0: Okay, great book.
1: Little thin cartoon almost mm-hmm. book, right? Mm-hmm. But man, it, it slapped me around and it, I was ready for the message. The next morning, instead of showing up at 11 o'clock, I'm in at 7 o'clock, shaking the doors, wanting to go to work, right? Boy. And I walked into the manager and I said, you know, I, don't ever ask me what my closing goals are. I don't care. I, I don't use that in my language anymore. I'm going to originate 10 loans this month. And he laughed. <laughs> and I said, right. no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm going to originate 10 loans and I originated 13 loans. Really? Yeah. And the next month I said, I'm going to originate 15 loans. I originated 18. And the next month I said, I'm going to originate 20. I originated 22. And the next month I started Home Source Mortgage.
0: That is. My own
1: company. Really? Yeah.
0: After just a couple of months.
1: After three months. Yeah.
0: What made the difference? So so if you look at
1: the income, our income just went substantially uh, on an increase, right? Mm -hmm. We, We were able to completely. Changed it changed your life. Our life. Um, and and it's interesting, too, because when I started the mortgage company, it wasn't because I wanted more of the money. It was because I wanted to, to control better the process, right? I wanted to do a better job than I thought that was being done. But I couldn't focus on that closing part anymore. I needed to just focus on bringing in new business
0: mm-hmm. and
1: everything else would take care of itself.
0: That's incredible. Yeah after three months
1: after three months
0: started your own company so, so wow. I started in a, an
1: office uh, inside of a Remax rented an office uh, for like $400 um, from a good friend of mine that was a broker of Remax and uh, that's where home source mortgage began and it was never intending to be anything other than me in a little uh, six foot wide by ten feet foot long room I uh, didn't plan on hiring anybody until sean walked in one day and said i have a friend i need you to help him become a loan officer because he kind of needs an identity and something to do in life and so i'm like okay sean for you i'll i'll do
0: that and mm-hmm. then i had to
1: start figuring out okay now how do i start to formalize this whole process of being a business owner with people and uh and that was the first first um person that we hired i hired and and uh, we got him an office and then a buddy of mine came in, and then a brother came in, and
0: and it just kept growing, and
1: and it just kept growing. And then three, three and four years later, we were the largest mortgage company in the state.
0: It's, really? Yeah. You're kidding? No. That is that's absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah. And so um, we started. I had another company that that held um, some real estate property that we were able to invest and hmm. buy and and stuff. And then um, in 2000. 14 or 2004, 2004, um, I had an employee that I really liked her. She just wasn't a fit for the mortgage industry. So we tried and tried to make that work, but it didn't work out. And so I had to let her go. But, you know, we gave her a few weeks and we took her to lunch the next day and so, try to help her out and mm-hmm. figure out what she wants to do and how to get her going. And I asked her, what, it, what do you like to do? And she says, well, I like to cut hair, but I can't make a living at it. Well, I had read a book 10 years previous mm-hmm. called Self Made in America about okay. visible changes in Texas.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And so that book came back, and I'm like, well, wait. before I could stop myself, I said, well, I, let's start up a salon. I'll, I'll finance a salon, and you can manage it. Really? Yeah. And he so- gave
0: her an opportunity.
1: Yep, it didn't work out for for her, um, but that that's okay. She Just um, you know, wasn't business minded, and but we set that process out took about a year, uh, a little over a year and a half to get Visiato Solana Spa up and running, um, and then ultimately it employed thirty five to forty.
0: You're kidding! Peoples. So it really grew.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: How did you go from closing one or two loans a month to? I mean, really. Yeah, that's a great uh, question. I mean, within a week or I- within a month. How? Yeah,
1: that's a really great question. I get I get asked that all the time. And, um, and people always say, well, did you just like go out and do a massive marketing campaign?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I'm like, well, I just told you we lost the last transmission to our car and we didn't have a furnace <laughs> in our home. Where would I get the money to do that?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, all I can tell you is uh, I didn't do any of that. I just showed up. And I was committed to the the goal. It
0: was just a mindset,
1: and everything just unfolded. the The phone started ringing. Somebody, you know, would would really it just it just it, the business just appeared. I can't I can't explain it. Um, I'm sure that your listeners have probably heard these kind of stories <laughs> before, but it it actually did happen. Really, and it wasn't because um, I went out and did a bunch of canvassing and. You, you didn't. Doors. You
0: didn't hit the streets. You didn't start calling your friends and family, no. and no. you just showed up.
1: I just showed up. Yeah. So
0: many s- research. Yeah. I mean, there's so much research behind that. Yeah. Show yeah. up, and, and it and and things do start to move because you put that intention out there. Yeah. So obviously, you're a believer in that.
1: Yeah. The power uh-huh. of intention,
0: probably, yeah. and
1: that that book, uh, "Who Moved My Cheese?" The one thing that it, that it was all about was just you got to just be active. Right, you got to be willing to go do the work, and and I was committed to doing whatever it took to originate ten loans. I didn't care at the end of the month. I just, I didn't care if they were loans that were going to close. I just needed to originate ten ten loans, loans.
0: and and you showed up to work, and they just showed up.
1: They just, they just. It's
0: incredible. It's incredible. Well, you know, love stories like this.
1: It's interesting, you know. When I uh, started my mortgage company, I was I had a a buddy that was a realtor as well, and he um. He said, You need to go golfing and I, I I'm not a golfer. And I said, No, I have work. I don't golf. And he says, You have gotta go golfing.
0: That's where you can it's use at. my
1: wife's clubs. Oh really? I'm like, No, that's <laughs> Thanks a lot. Right, yeah. So so I'm out in the golf course with him that first day and um, it was beautiful. Incredible, quiet, peaceful, warm. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, golly, what a lucky thing to be able to be in this kind of an environment and to do this in the middle of the day when other people are at the grindstone. Mm-hmm. It was just, it felt really blessed, right? Right. And the phone rang. Of course, my buddy Josh was like, what are you doing with your phone out here? Right. It was a loan application. Somebody said, can I get an appointment? I was referred to you. And I'm like, sure, I'll get, you know. Right. And And then the next week I went with Josh and I'm out on the golf course and thinking that same thing. And the phone rings again. Every time I went golfing, my phone would ring. Josh would just <laughs> really? uh, would kill me. But
0: <laughs> and business was just coming and it to just you. took off. Yeah, it
1: just it was amazing. That know, is
0: absolutely so. incredible. So, yeah. what happened to your mortgage company? Did you sell it?
1: No. Well, so, in two thousand and eight, when the meltdown came, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always tell people sometimes, you know, when, it doesn't matter how strong you it, are. Right. And, uh, if they drop an atom bomb in your backyard, it's Which happened hard to in survive. The,
0: right. Whole country.
1: Uh, yeah. So, is a and Bo- and, Bo- and Boise was one of the top five hit, and so. Um, We we ended up closing the mortgage company in 2008, and then um, we sold this spa off in 2010. Okay. And my wife is from Kaysville, so we thought, let's go to Utah. Let's go back. Yeah. Let's go see Utah and just kind of get a new fresh perspective and things.
0: Oh, that's good. So that's what's brought us here. So you've been here since 2008? 14. Okay, 2014. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: And... Your that entrepreneurial spirit lives on because that's yep. what's great about entrepreneurs. You see opportunities where people don't, and yeah. potential, and take risks. So yeah,
1: yeah. So we're we're uh, I'm my wife. I say we're. You know, people are like, who's we're in the room, right? <laughs> right. Well, m- my wife and I. You know, she's always been supportive, even the you know during the tough, tough times and uh, things. You know, and so we're we're kind of working on some. Other adventures, you know,
0: is it's fantastic. Yeah. It's it's neat to hear people's stories because yeah. I I think people have to have those rock bottom moments. Yeah, in order I think so. to to move forward. Yeah, I think so. I, and so there's such a blessing in so many ways.
1: There there is, and I you know I I know and I know that there's probably listeners out there that they've lost everything. You know, they've mm-hmm. been hammered and and stuff. And boy, it's it's not easy to. To let go of that but mm-hmm. i think it's just important to remember all the good things you know i mean um one of the one of the really if, if i can just share this oh absolutely one of the real cool stories that we had so we were 13 years in this little thousand square foot home with four children on top of each other and mm-hmm. and um and a single car garage and when things took off we started to go out looking around at maybe another possibility of another home right and I uh, looked at a few different houses, and one in particular that ki- my kids really loved. And so we, you know, we, uh, we bought it, but they didn't know it. Oh, really? And so it was Christmas time, and we, we took the kids out, and um, we pulled up in front of the house, and we said, I know you guys really like this house, um, but it's been sold. <laughs> and uh, but the realtor great. told us that we could take one last look.
0: Oh, this is great
1: and so um we had the key, and we opened up the door and and they walked in and there was a Christmas tree and the band What that we an had, incredible and Christmas it said, Welcome to the welcome home coil kids. Oh, that's so neat, yeah, and they just went crazy and you know so oh, I bet. It, it's just uh those are the memories that you have to hang on to, I think, when you're out building businesses and mm-hmm. stuff.
0: that's yeah, really, so, really neat, yeah. What have you learned? I mean, you've learned some great lessons. Yeah. As, as you uh, think back, you know, a lot of people, I think, are honestly kind of paralyzed in that fear mode of "What if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't yeah. work?" and then they never start anything. Yeah. And and it doesn't mean that you start something that it always works. So
1: no, nope. and that's I think that's the key is you got to know that sometimes things don't work. I've I've started up several businesses and shut them back down. Sometimes it's just to test them out and evaluate. We, we, we launched a company some years back called Big Dog Banners. Um, it was a sports-related um, b- banner thing that goes on your garage door. Very, very exciting, very cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, as we got into it, we found out that there's some development work that needs to go on and that it's a very expensive through licensing and um, some stuff. And so, you know, we just pulled that back down temporarily right, right now. We don't look at that as a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, it was research. Yeah, it's just kind of more of a research project to, to find out. And I think one day we'll come back to that. Um, but, you know, it, uh, it's just one of the things that I think you have to expect is that sometimes it's just, it's just not going to work. But that's not the end of the world.
0: Absolutely. And that's, I think, the, that's what makes entrepreneurs so special. Yeah. Because there really is a mindset. It's, and it's, it's a unique one. It is. And, and it's that you don't get down. Yeah. That you ride the waves, yeah. and there are lots of waves. Um, we're we're business owners as well, and my dad was a business owner, and my husband's family—they just own their own businesses. So it's just what you grew up doing, yeah. and and you do as kids see the waves come and yeah, and it's an interesting process. But it takes a, a special personality to do it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of work. A lot of I, a lot of times when I meet with people, I ask them why they want to be an entrepreneur, and they say, "Well, because I want to be able to." set my own hours and make as much money, and I'm like going, those are generally the wrong answers. Right,
0: right. I mean, it sounds like a good idea, except that you're always working.
1: You're always working. You're always working. Yeah, it, it can own you. Um, and, I, and a lot of successful people uh, in business will tell you that they, you have to be careful, because it will own you, and it it can it can take over, so...
0: Yeah. Even, it, really well, yeah. even when it's going really well. Even when it's going really well. It can well. consume your thoughts and consume your your mm-hmm. emotions and your mental capacity. <laughs> yeah. But but it's really great. So what what I, I guess as you look back over your life. Yeah. Um the the thing that I get asked a lot is, well, how do you know if if it's the right thing to do? You know, how do you know if this business opportunity is the right thing? Yeah. What what have you used as sort of your measuring stick?
1: Yeah, I d I didn't you know i didn't i didn't go to college i mean I, I i had one semester of college and so when it came to starting a business i, I didn't know all the logistical things of, of being a business owner
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, i didn't know how to do payroll right, and all these things and i i just put i just put one foot forward in front of the other and did the next thing that i needed to do to to, to get things started right I didn't know, for example, that the SBDC, which is here in Kaysville, mm-hmm. up at the Davis Tech, I didn't know they even existed.
0: Small Business Development Center, they're yeah, great, the they're Small free. Small Business
1: Development Center, yep, Division of the SBA, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and so um, all I knew is I needed to do it, and it, again, you I, needed I, to support your I family. wasn't because of greed or anything, I just knew that I I could build a company that would be better in how we treated the customer, the, the customer experience. And so I got started. We, that just got going, and, um, and, that, and that was the beginning of the thing. And then uh, one day, um, this guy, friend of mine, Josh, he had a, an assistant, and so he and I were sharing her. He would charge me, and then I would pay him, and he handled payroll. Oh, okay. But she That's was good. Tracy. And I'm going to write a book one of these days. Are you okay? And it's going to be called Find Your Tracy.
0: She was that fantastic? She was that
1: great. And and so one day Josh and I were out golfing, and he said, Hey, I'm getting slower. You're getting busier. Why don't you take Tracy on full-time? And that was the the biggest mistake Josh ever made and the greatest blessing that really, really? Had ever happened. I mean, for for me in business, because... Um, Tracy was just fantastic. It was because of Tracy that I was able to go out and, you know, eventually and, you know, grow the company. She just because
0: um, she took care of the young,
1: twenty-four-year-old just finishing up her master's degree, and she'd get done with college and our courses, and come in at seven or eight or nine o'clock at night, and we'd work until eleven thirty or twelve on loans, and and then really? we just got it all done, and then she'd go hit it the next day. She's a hard-working uh, country girl, and um, that's really, just neat. really, really sharp, and and she stuck uh, She stuck with me through the whole thing. And, you know, so um, she's very successful today. In fact, the, she's the mayor of her little oh, town is she really? in, in Idaho. Right?
0: Oh, good. Yeah. You know, and, uh, well, I was going to say, so as, as I'm listening to your story, it's not that things came easily to you. But I really do believe that when something's right, things fall into place. Yeah. It's not working against a current. It's just a current that you have to ride. Yeah and And it kind of sounds like that's kind of happened, where people have come into your life because you wanted it. I mean, you did put forth the yeah. effort. You showed up, like you said, that's the yeah. most important step is just being willing to be in the right place at the right time to make yeah. things happen, yeah, because I know sometimes I've wanted something to happen, and it's just been this constant fight. And that's re- I don't think life is supposed to be that hard. Yeah. I think it's really supposed to be something that's naturally you're naturally good at, and then you you enjoy it. And then, yeah. It just sort of flows a little bit better, so it's yeah, interesting I would, talking to people.
1: You know, I had I had three companies, a hundred employees, and I, I I have a company now, and I tell and it, I tell people all the time those those three companies that I had, and a hundred employees, and all the different things that are going on, seemed easy. Like you mentioned this, right? It, it just seemed easy to me. I don't remember it being difficult. I remember it being busy. You know. Mm. Um, the, the company that we have now is a different company. It's a product development and, you know, out to the market type of a, mm-hmm. a company and it's different. And, um, it has, it's, I, I told somebody, I said, it's almost like I've never been in business before. It's so different. It's so different. And so, uh, every business does have a different, you know, kind of a footprint. Yeah. You know? So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think sometimes if you're just feeling like it's too much of a struggle, maybe it's not the right place or might be not the right time right and but don't give up on the entrepreneurial spirit exactly want to be a business owner and that that's burning deep down inside i i, I had a great career at micron technology oh, i you could have gone micron. on to great oh, things okay. at micron right but i yeah after five years
0: it was my flame was
1: was going out because i knew i needed to be I needed to be out there in you know, the world and making the world happen for me. And so um, I, I stepped away from a very, you know, secure, great career job and began the world of.
0: To, know, to go do something that you were really excited about.
1: Independence and,
0: what advice would you have then for someone who's listening, who's thinking about it? It's a new year, new, fresh starts.
1: Yeah. Uh, it It's. Uh, you know the the chief. I was listening to his podcast. And oh, he talked about none of his kids want to be in in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. I have four kids. None of them
0: of want anything
1: to do with <laughs> business ownership. Really? Yeah, because they've seen that
0: mm-hmm. the
1: str- the struggle and the challenges and the work and stuff. And and I don't push them to do that. So, um. A- a- anyway, so if if it's something that you just absolutely you know that it's something that you have to do then go go do it um, you know, and it doesn't have to be a, i i put i don't want to even disclose how much I put into the this the day spa, but it was significant a lot. Mm-hmm. um i I didn't know at that time that the s b d c even existed if I had it probably would have saved me a, a whole lot of money right mm-hmm. because uh, some things but uh, you know, you can start small businesses to find out if it's a fit for you, and you don't know. If sometimes they'll grow into big. I, I watched uh, Russ with the corn dog uh, oh. company, right? The, mm-hmm. the world's best corn dog. Mm-hmm. When we moved to to Kaysville, we drove by and we saw a guy standing out here on the corner of uh, Kaysville with a, a a sign, a tent sign that said the world's best corn dog, and we were like, yeah, right, right. And uh, he had one table, and uh, there was a few people. And the next summer, we drove by and Russ had doubled his business. He had two tables,
0: two tables, it was and he had big a canopy. Time. <laughs> oh, and a canopy! And okay. there were some
1: people all around, right? Mm-hmm. And so we thought we'd stop in and check this thing out. And uh, and those, you know, those who know that story, um, you know, Russ was, you know, just really an incredible story of where he came from, how he started that, um, and he, I think he was three years on that street corner right here in Kaysville. Just borrowing going. electricity from Egan,
0: <laughs> right.
1: Egan a transmission shop. That's
0: awesome. And
1: now he's got, you know, franchises of trucks all over and multiple states and stuff. And so,
0: it's really neat to see I that. don't know
1: that he knew that was right. going to happen.
0: Right. You know. I, I, I agree with you. It's especially when people are not going out at it to be a billionaire. You know, yeah. I think sometimes it's really hard for our kids and their generation to see because they see someone on TikTok or on Instagram or something, YouTube, and they're all of a sudden this millionaire overnight. Yeah. And you know, it, it normally doesn't happen like that.
1: Yeah. It normally doesn't happen. It, it does sometimes. It can.
0: Yes, happen,
1: but it doesn't normally happen.
0: But normally, really. it it takes a while.
1: Yeah.
0: And and it and people usually don't start out thinking I want to. Be the very, you know, I, I want to be a multimillionaire. They just want to take care of their family. They want to do something to, to create something. Yeah. And, and when it starts out organically like that, authentically, I think it really, it makes a difference for people.
1: Yeah.
0: In terms of seeing what they love and, and it's neat to see companies grow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah it's, it's, been,
0: it's, it's fascinating to watch people's small ideas.
1: Become huge, right? Become
0: huge.
1: I mean, even you look at Amazon; they were uh, they were just a used bookstore online oh. trading, buying books and selling. For I, I don't in their wildest imaginations ever believed at that time that he would be what they are today. You know, and I'm sure. Yeah, so some you know sometimes it's just just doing the simple things. Uh, you know, I, I went into real estate right after Micron for a while and. Um, while I was in real estate, I had, had a buddy of mine that was, he built on the, on the mountainside. He built, um, below another guy that was at the top of the mountainside, the mountain. right? I mean, but he built on the same mountain mm-hmm. just down lower. And when, one year he made a mistake on a foundation and then it cost him his business. And, uh, oh, you know, and so, boy. Uh, it, yeah, it was sad, but the next year I didn't see any more hammer construction signs. Which was Randy Hammer, mm-hmm. and so I went into one of the real estate agents that represented him from our office at Cobalt Banker, and I said, "Did did he make a mistake too?" I and mean, he's like, "I don't see, I'm not seeing signs." And she laughed and she said, "No, actually, Randy now has four hot dog stands in downtown Boise and is making more money selling really hot
0: dogs selling hot dogs with than a he whole was. Lot less you're stressed. kidding." No. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, that's what she told me. uh, But
0: it's good to be flexible.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, it maybe isn't really, really, uh, you know, looked up on some people as sexy and cool. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with being the top builder, you know, there's a lot of stress and a lot of...
0: Right, less uh, liability.
1: A lot of liability, and sometimes you you didn't make money on things, and so... But uh, I always, always remember that story that she told me about him just running hot dog stands.
0: <laughs> because it was a lifestyle he was after more than yeah. prestige and yeah, and and yeah, glory. I guess yeah. Well, I, I think being an entrepreneur is so interesting. In Utah, we're known for this. So many people want to be in business for themselves because we are enterprising and we're industrious and we're we're used to being self reliant here, and and it's fantastic. And so, for anyone who is listening, I hope. I hope this conversation will inspire you. Yeah. If you're thinking about doing something, just go do it. I've been thinking a lot lately about this, um, this, this phrase, uh, many are called, but few are chosen. I've, I've thought about this my whole life thinking, Oh, well, why aren't they chosen? You know, I, I don't know. I, I think weird things, but I really think it's because maybe a hundred people in a room can be inspired or have the same thought. And, and maybe one person will actually do anything with it. And so I think, the idea of being chosen isn't just sitting around waiting for someone to pick you. It's really taking the initiative, showing up, like you said, and being being that person, being willing to stand up and, and and do something and make a difference. Yeah. And so being chosen is a choice that we make. And so I hope that anyone who's thinking about it, wanting to be a business owner, wanting to do something original, choose to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just ta- just just, just put go for one it. Foot forward. And get started. And
0: know. and sometimes you redirect and that's okay. Yeah. You know, I think about my husband and I, honestly, we are not qualified to do what we do. But what we are is brave, I guess, when it comes right down to it. Because you do have to put yourself out there yeah. and you have to just say, I'm going to be willing to work hard. We're hard workers. And and that's what makes it the difference sometimes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love uh, I love associating with entrepreneurs and different business. Uh, I do. It's people. exciting.
0: It's fun to listen to yeah. people and their ideas and things yeah. that they're accomplishing. And I love to hear lessons learned. So I yeah. appreciate you being here.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just had uh, lunch with the owner of Legacy Roofing.
0: Oh, okay. You
1: know, and Josh and his wife Jen, and and what an incredible story they had. Really? Know. Yeah.
0: I'd love to hear just, it.
1: Yeah, you should uh, you should bring Josh on and, okay. and and let him tell his story incredible story of uh, success and where he came from and and last year he was the Davis uh, County Chamber of Commerce business, business owner of... of the year right um, and so just uh, the and I don't know you know maybe Josh saw it big when he got going but most people don't see it that big they that's just true. grow it that big and they keep doing the right things to that it perpetuates
0: that's true by t- having great conversations and learning from others. I think that's a real big key too.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Roger. Appreciate You're your time. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. This Thanks for the This has been a great conversation. To all my podcast listeners, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Please leave comments and please leave suggestions for future guests. And most importantly, subscribe. Thank you.